Can you test the sound effects there? Mossberg, please. Two hours later. Yep. Okay, that works well. Can you talk to me? Hello. Oh, talk. Talk, talk. Huh. All right. Yikes. Hey, ready? Yep. Let's get this going. Don't forget your intro. Well, I mean, he was off yesterday. <laughs> oh, wait. Are we going to start again? All right. What is happening right now? We Go are ahead. Com- take us, take us away, Tracy. <laughs> uh, hello. Wow. That sounds really bad. <clears throat> are you sick? Uh, I am. Again. I know. It's weird. School starts and everybody brings home the germs. Do you have a head cold? Okay. So there's that. Hit the open. Right? Sure. What do you think about that, Kyle? Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. That sounds really good, doesn't it? I love this head cold. Let me tell you. 21. We are old enough to partake in festivities. Hooray. So 21. It's also uh, considered a lucky number in many cultures around the world. It is. And it's the atomic number of the chemical element scandium. Scandium. Is that what that is? I was Uh, not a science or... Sure. (laughs) What is it? What I really it, wonder what that's used for. I'm not sure either. Chemist. Scanning Chemist. things. Yeah. Scandium. 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 It's not uranium or plutonium or that was funny. That was funny. And I needed a I needed a <laughs> kick on that one. <laughs> he won't get it because it was back to the future reference. It's broken. It's not broken. His finger's broken. There we go. Fantastic. We have one more fun fact. Okay. Okay, 21 is the age at which one can purchase multiple tickets to an R-rated film. Oh. Really? Why would you need multiple tickets, though? Probably well, if you're getting it for the... All the underage. For the, t- <laughs> for the team? For the 16-year-olds. For the squad? They can't quite buy their own R-rated. So you can get an R-rated ticket if you're under 21, but only one? 17, I think, is the restricted Is that what it is? Age oh. four. I was, yeah, I thought it was 18. Could be wrong. I don't know if I um, was have ever been ID'd by R-rated tickets, even huh. when I was like high school. I don't, I don't know if that ever happened. I mean, you don't even look 18 now, so different I mean, times. The crimes were different. True. <laughs> well, here we are, 21. All right, let's get into a few things. First off, um, we have to talk about your experience this last week. We had to postpone a week mm. uh, of the podcast because. Josh had some oral surgery. Yep. We, uh, you know, we're going through it here at the Kent Now podcast. <laughs> Tracy's sick. I was it. out with um, a case of t- getting my teeth taken out. So I finally had my wisdom teeth taken out. Um, been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. We said our farewells. Did you? And I'm a new person. You're a new man. I'm a. Uh, Did your head feel hungrier? And angrier. <laughs> and angrier. And angrier. Why are you angry? Well, I get I get angry when I'm hungry. Okay. And I've been constantly ravenous for since Thursday. Okay. You know, I've had all the greatest hits like 
mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the greatest hits. I know. Some smoothies. All the pudding. Pudding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you just do one pudding or do you like one flavor pudding? I or do just you... be throwing them back. Okay. Like crazy. You don't even know. <laughs> Doesn't even matter what calories. Like it's the last day that they'll be pudding on the planet, Tracy. <laughs> got it. That's okay. how many puddings I be eating. All right. I be eating. Uh, wonderful. Collect those calories somehow. Ice cream. Where are you at with ice cream? Not a big ice cream fan. Okay. I love an occasional ice cream, more like um, on the cone during the summertime. Sure. Not, not, the type to lay in bed with a tub and just spoon it. It's just like so sugary and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not lactose intolerant, but I have like, I'm on the spectrum okay. of lactose intolerance. I love that. Uh-huh. You know? And so if I get, I get too much ice cream, it doesn't sit right. Um, but yeah, no dry sockets. That's good. And healing That's pretty good. well, I think. How was the experience though? Like, I don't remember sometimes, anything. Really? Yeah. Do you remember the anesthesia though? I remember walking in and then sitting down and they like put stuff on me, you know, like the mo- the monitors and they put the oxygen thing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only thing I remember. The laughing gas? Well, they said we're like, we're going to, you know, they put it on like, get you some oxygen. Sure. I, I don't think it was oxygen. I though. would imagine not. No. <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't know how that works. But then I remember waking up um, and then I remember being home. I'm not sure how I, what happened. Oof between there wow so, you definitely got some I got zapped yep. a little bit more than oxygen in there for sure but you 100%. said you you had anesthesia too I absolutely had anesthesia when I had my wisdom teeth removed for sure and I I remember that experience because it was funny I remember same thing getting the you know the what is it the nitrous on mm-hmm. your nose okay and then he, he's like alright you're gonna go giggly and yep sure enough I definitely got giggly and then I remember him sticking me in the top of the wrist to put the uh, oh. the IV in because okay. I couldn't find a vein did you have an IV I remember just laughing. Yeah, I remember time, getting an IV, but it was just uh, sal- like a saline drip. Mm-hmm. Huh. And but then I, in that, that's where they put the. That's where they attach oh, it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they put that in there, and then he's like, "All right, start counting back from 10. I uh, just remember. I think I made it to like seven, and then I woke up finishing my run. Are you serious? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, mm-hmm. "Wow, you guys really had it good." Because um, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled about. Uh, 30 years ago. Mm. Um, and that's sad when I say that too. Uh, there was no anesthesia, none, mm. no laughy gassy, mm. nothing, nothing like that. You, it was, did you just not ask for it or? No, well, no, I don't even remember. I mean, like, I mm. don't remember them even asking me. I just remember them going, okay, so this is what's going to happen. We're going to put a couple of shots in your mouth and then you're going to just kind of sit back. You're going to feel I'm, some pressure. Right. And I looked to the right and I was like, all of these like tools and clamps and a freaking saw. And I'm like, (laughs) what the Sam heck is happening right now? Uh, I kick back. I mean, my head is like down here. My feet are up here. And then my dentist has got that pluggy, pliery looking thing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I just need you to open wide. And I'm like, oh my God, this is coming at me. He put it in there and then you heard a crunch. Okay. And then he was like, yank, yank. And he goes, you're going to feel some pressure. Yank, yank. And he goes, nurse, I'm going to need your help. He put his knee on my shoulder and pulled. And then then that's when my tooth came out. Oh, and you watched the whole thing. I watched it happen. And I'm like, you guys didn't even know it happened to you. And here I've got, I live with the nightmare of that stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a traumatic experience. Why do you think I'm afraid of the dentist? I I mean, it's like... That's a legit reason. I feel like that's... I thought that only happened in the movies. No, it does not just yeah. happen in the movies. Wow. So... Okay. Wow. Well, I'm glad I got that wow sound of that. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, oh. 
Oh no. Yeah, push your the on button on there. Oh on. <gasps> oh no. Are you kidding? Our sound effects machine just decided to go no. <sighs> it's under feeling under the weather. It it well, yes, definitely doing that. It's fine. Because yeah, we fine. really don't need the sound effects. Need and a new that, iPad. Yeah, we can yeah, well, make our own. Yep. So I'm glad that you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I know a lot of people missed you. Uh, I guess we should kind of recap of where we were last time. We talked to our friends at the Seattle Thunderbirds and they had their opening um, their opening season opener actually just uh, about a week ago and they did not do as well as we were hoping for a season opener. They, no, they didn't. No. But you know what? There's still a lot of season left, Tracy. <laughs> there really is. I mean, the loss to the Portland Winterhawks 6-1 to was a little tough to take. However, it was a sold-out crowd at Showwear Center. And we do have our next match uh, against the Wenatchee Wild at Showwear Center on October 13th. So don't forget, we are your home for the Seattle Thunderbirds. We have a live, and well, not live, but exclusive interviews with some of the players, the coaches, and uh, Fox 13's Ian Furness will join us on the next episode to kind of recap what's happening with the T-Birds too. Oh, and we had the flag raising ceremony that um, happened here at City Hall. And that was really, really fun. You can see the pictures at our Facebook page right now. Um, while you were laid up, did you watch any uh, NFL football or did you even look at any of your socials because it was inundated with um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Uh, I saw something about Taylor Swift dating some new person that's on some team and then his like jerseys sales went mm-hmm. up or something. That's mm-hmm. about all I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travis Kelsey it plays for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Taylor was shown... Uh, hanging out with Mama Kelsey oh. in one of the suites at the Kansas City game. Then she was shown just uh, just this last weekend, uh, again in New York um, with all of her friends um, at the Chiefs-Jets game. So Wasn't I get, she with like Hugh Jackman and... Um, like Lively and Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, yep. for the new Deadpool or something? I believe so. There, there's a scene circulating that I think I've, I have seen. Oh? Of her like cameo stop it she gets like hit by a car and oh, then it's oh like boy. but that's like very common occurrence oh. on for i guess for like deadpool cameos so. oh i don't know i'm never I'm sure s- she was happy to happy to do that <laughs> well yeah. she is besties with um blake lively however um i've never seen a deadpool movie so i don't know gotcha yeah i don't know a whole lot about that so now it's very violent is it mm-hmm is it funny though? It's of, very funny. Oh, very funny. Okay. A lot of humor. But violent. In a funny way. Mm. Also in a violent way. <laughs> in a violent kind of funny way, you know, that, you know. All right. But it's funny. It's funny. Okay. Well, yeah. then I will have to check those out. But Not for kids. The co- yeah, not, not for children. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, I have to think about this for a second. You know how some of our like big corporations and companies bring in some really heavy duty star power to kind of boost sales and kind of get people interested in it again. Mm -hmm. So is the NFL bringing in Taylor Swift to boost some ratings, bring in the women numbers? What are we thinking here? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Sure. I mean, I, I didn't consider it. Um, I mean, Taylor is an entity all of her own. You know what I mean? She really doesn't need any help from anybody. She can do just fine. Yeah, she's huge. I'm kind of stumped on this one. I was just wondering that because uh, <laughs> the only other reason I can think of is why she would get involved. Travis Kelsey is cute, but he's definitely not her type. So, but um, that's I feel com- like she's probably getting involved because she just likes to be involved in oh 
not to be involved like in a like a I need to be in the spotlight at all times kind of way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm following. I'm following. That's kind of her thing, right? I don't know. True. I mean, she did disappear for a little well, while. Uh, she probably, I mean, she's with a, she has a new guy because she ne- needs a new album. So oh. when they break up, it's going to be a new <laughs> album, right? You know what? That's, whole, that's a good, that's a good football, point. Football themed album. Yep. Yeah. True. I mean, Midnight's was another thing about those sleepless nights that she just wrote songs about. So, I mean, it's I, I think that's a fair assessment there. Well, as Josh. a non-Swifty, my, the only thing I really know about Taylor Swift is she writes about relationships and breakups 90 percent of her music is about that yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right so let's get into question of the day kyle picked this one i kind of like it so kyle do you want to launch us into our question sure <clears throat> would you uh so, so would you rather okay would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses mm-hmm. or one horse-sized duck I have to, I'm visualizing right now. So 100 <laughs> To be honest with horses. you, I think I'd rather do 100 horse size or duck size horses because have you ever seen a duck eat a slug? No. Oh. They're Where, vicious. Why? Why? What? 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 <laughs> why I'm going to have to agree with you on I that. don't, yeah. <laughs> what do you, how are you going to approach a 1v1 situation with a horse-sized duck. What do you even... I feel like it's got all giant that... Giant duck. Like, feathers and the blubber. Sure. Like, what do you have? But if Does, you th- do they have blubber? Am I... I'm sure they got some ducks. Uh, I they mean, fat, they, for sure. yeah, feathers and... What do you and do? I don't know. It's a great question. Who knows? So, well, I don't know. And I'm so going to... physical fight, like mano a mano? I'm going to go against the grain on this one. You want to know why? Sure. Because ducks waddle. Okay. Oh, okay. And you waddle. can... You can go faster than a waddling duck. Have you seen a duck though trying to take off? Um, the waddle run slash half fly, half yeah, but, coming but at is, you crazy. Is now imagine an that. Option? Imagine that down to the size of a horse. It's like a helicopter. It's like an Apache helicopter coming at you. That's true. I'm gonna jump on the back of that guy, and he's done. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's over. All right. We got a lot happening for this fall in the next couple of weeks too. October fast at Pacific Raceways Park. Uh, we love Raceways Park. It's the third annual invitation road race happening with over 50 vendors. A kid zone, there's Bavarian Foods. Uh, I love me a good pretzel. I know Kyle likes a good pretzel. Uh, and they have seasonal beers that's happening at Pacific Raceways Park. Uh, that's going to happen all this weekend. Something else coming up in park news is the indoor park mm-hmm. returning to the Kent Commons Community Center. Uh, it's basically a drop-in program for families and kids that want a traditional playground experience, but inside. Mm. So, you know, it's uh, cold, ra- rainy, wet. You can still enjoy uh, Get Your Wiggles Out, as <laughs> that says. It, oh, oh. oh our, excuse you. Our, <laughs> our uh, sound oh, effects machine I decided to turn see. on. We're getting some voltage over there. Yep. Uh, it's going to be happening Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings from 9.30 to 11 a.m. And no registration is required, again, at the Kent Commons Community Center. All right. We have another event coming up. Uh, opportunity to get to know our officers and chief of police, Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, for all of our listeners that want to, you know, have that opportunity to kind of chit-chat, um, you know, meet and greet 
We're going to have that Coffee with the Chief event happening at the Kent YMCA in the Rotary Community Room on October 11th from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. We love an opportunity to kind of connect with the community to um, our police officers really love that. Uh, There is one thing that we've talked about in the past and we just did a team up to clean up, Josh, but now we've got our recycling event happening. That's coming up on Saturday, October 14th, 9 to 3 at Hogan Park. You can come out for our fall residential recycling event. There's a lot of items that are questionable and a lot of people have questions too. It's like, can I bring this? Is that allowed? What, What will you take? We have a full list of those items right now at our website at kentwa.gov slash recycle. And another reminder, we do have the annual Haunted Boulevard event happening at Kent Station this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you got your costume planned out, Tracy? What are you going to wear? Uh, well, as for the city, because we are decorating, we are going as um, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Dia de los Muertos. Yes, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all going as. Me personally, on Halloween... I'm going as a stoplight. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's unique. I like it. I mean, why not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you going to make sure people stay in their lane? I can, but stay. I've also, well, I mean, you're talking to a former traffic reporter, so go. that kind That's of fitting. that tracks. Fitting. That's fitting, right? yeah. Um, but there's also a line in a Taylor Swift song um, that oh, references here we go again. a stoplight, and it <laughs> says, I don't know. So my stoplight will say, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I am. I'm a proud Swifty. Thank you. Anyway, we're very excited about it. That will be on Halloween. October 31st, for those of you that don't know what day Halloween (laughs) falls on. And uh, it's going to be from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at Kent Station. There's going to be Trunk or Treat. Mm -hmm. Uh, So bring your kids, family, friends, even your pets. You know, get your pets dressed up. It's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be contests, music, food. Um, and plenty of games. I, there was some really creative booths and games last year. Yeah. And our, I believe our guy that walked on stilts as a, um, dinosaur at one point, um, is coming back. Okay. Yeah. So he's going to be something he, I mean, everybody wanted their picture taken with him. I remember him. Yeah. Yep. So uh, all the spooky festivities are happening. Very excited. We'll see you there. Uh, I guess we should get into some city biz. We uh, have our budget. It is out. Uh, Mayor went before council in a special session uh, last week. Uh, The 2023-24 biennial budget process with the staff presentations and discussion at that special council meeting. Uh, Now the council is going to spend the next several weeks going through the proposal and they'll have the opportunity to make suggestions and changes. So Josh, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about this. Now that they have this big packet in front of them. How does that process work? Yeah. So basically, you know, like you said, uh, the mayor proposed the budget, right? So she spends time um, hearing from uh, some of the priorities of council members, staff, um, particularly our finance department. Uh, They work very closely with Mayor Ralph as she prepares her funding requests. Um, So it's the biennial budget adjustment. So every two years, there's a new biennial budget. And then in between, there are adjustments made uh, just to address anything like um, potential shortfalls, changes in revenue or expenditures, um, new programs, what have you. So uh, moving forward, the the council is now going to have the opportunity to, you know, go through the budget, Mm -hmm. um, of course, ask questions of staff and 
uh, as well as have some conversations with the mayor about if if they want any significant changes. Okay, basically, right? Like there could be minor changes in fund allocations, but uh, the mayor has made it pretty clear it is the position of the city that you know we are operating on a, I guess you could call it a status quo budget mm-hmm. or um, something that isn't really creating any new um, large programs or services because, you know, think money's still tight mm-hmm. uh, with everything that's happened over the last couple of years. Um, but definitely making some important investments in Kent programs. and I mean, inflation plays a big part in a lot of this, especially when we have to make those kind of adjustments. So that pretty much goes across the board for all of our departments, no? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we want, at the end of the day, the... You know, Mayor Ralph always talks about how uh, budget is a reflection of our values, right? And so we want to make sure that our the programs and services that are uh, important to our residents are being funded, uh, that our partners and uh, staff are receiving the funding that they need. And uh, the process is really just about identifying any needs that aren't being met and um, filling gaps. So now that they've got that, there's a couple of other things that have happened this week at Kent City Council. Uh, We recognize Breast Cancer Awareness Month. There's a really good video with Mayor Ralph and Councilmember Larimer up on her Facebook page now that you can watch in her battle with breast cancer. Uh, We've also acknowledged Domestic Violence Awareness Month and we have Cybersecurity Month too uh, this month here in October. So a lot of great proclamations read and uh, recognition made at Tuesday's Kent City Council. All right, this week, Tracy and listeners and Kyle, (laughs) we have a very special guest from our GIS department. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soman is going to be talking about how the city uses, first of all, what is GIS? Yeah, no kidding. And how the city uses GIS and AI and how that all factors into cybersecurity, data, um, and just how we approach that. Welcome to the show. Welcome. So GIS, well, graphic, geographic, geographic, informa- yeah, geographic information services or systems. Okay, because I was wondering what that meant. I'm like, what does that mean? For most people, it's a map. I mean, the the way to sum it up is uh, visualizing of data. Uh, you know, people do reports. Okay, people do charts and graphs. Mm-hmm. But if you could put that on a map. Um, it's more real world, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, visualizing is everything. So the story that we tell, um, in fact, one of our products is a story map. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll see that on the city website. There's a lot of uh, maps and, and dashboards and story maps. So I, I'm puzzled about, like, if you were to go and you click on, like, guides, and if you go to the neighborhood one, you have that map where all the councils sit. Is GIS a part of that? Yes, it is. Um, so, in GIS, there's a lot of tools. So, uh, the mapping is the, the first thing that we started with. Okay. Um, if you go to Google Maps, that's a GIS. Uh, Microsoft has their own map with Bing. Um, and Apple has their own map. So, uh, the one we use at the city is ESRI, E-S-R-I. Uh, most of uh, academic and government uses the ESRI product. They're a Microsoft partner. Um, and, you know, they have a better model that works with us. Okay. Uh, so in the uh, applications that we have out on the city, uh, most of what we use for GIS uh, is really tracking uh, assets a lot. Uh, public works and parks are a couple of the biggest users. Uh, along with uh, uh, ECD, 
who, you know, when we get into zoning and permitting, right, those are done visually on a map. Okay. Uh, you, you could talk about a zone and lay it out on a report and really wouldn't really talk to you sure. like a map would. Um, and then police uses, public safety uses maps a lot, right? Knowing where to go if there's a fire, um, crime, and, and, and you know, if you're analyzing crime, mm-hmm. uh, that could be displayed on a map better than, you know, of course you can put these on, on reports, but it speaks uh, volumes when it's on the on a map. So, you know, what, how, who, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all great in questions about data and statistics, but we're about the where. So Esri has a saying, it's the science of where. And yeah, I like that. I do yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And and it's all about if you think about marketing, you know, location, 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 mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's something that the private public government, everybody uses. And it's uh we take it for granted because I think when we think about a map, we're like, hey, where's the where's the local restaurant I can go to? Or mm-hmm. what's the fastest route? And all that calculations happening behind the scenes is a high-end GIS system. Hmm. Yeah, so how did you get involved yeah. in in all of that? It's well, a lot. It's it is and it's evolved. So I started back in the private sector in a company where we um took data from cities. Um so I guess I'm paying it back. Uh and we basically helped um what we called site selection. So what ECD does for us or economic community development does, which is help bring in businesses into the city. Um that's what we were doing in uh, the the private sector does it a lot where we will tell you like maybe uh, where to build your next site uh, based on demographics and uh, you know these kinds of people buy these kinds of shoes so mm-hmm. maybe you want to build it around this part of the city huh. um, even gas stations so I'm originally from Oklahoma so we work with petroleum a lot sure and so all of the gas stations would be analyzed and we would do a uh, a tool in GIS that would show you know, where to put the next gas station. You'll see things like they'll close a station and just open something up just blocks away. Right. But location, mm-hmm. location, location is something because that's the one you can't change. Once you've invested in a spot, mm-hmm. you're stuck. Yeah. Right. You can change everything else about it, but you can't change the location. Say, for instance, Parks is looking at building. Do you, they come to you and say, hey, let's take a look at the map or give us the best idea of where we can start building a new park. Is that how that works? Well, the private sector would be doing that. Uh, For us, Parks actually has their own planning group. Mm -hmm. Um, Parks planning is done by Terry Youngman. Uh, They have their own GIS analysts. Okay. And so they do use the GIS tool set and the infrastructure that IT supports the technology. Okay. But the data and the people and process is done by the departments themselves. So, you know, Parks is doing those plannings, future plannings, and they are looking at spatially, right? It makes sense uh, where things are located, of how to lay things out. Uh, All of our trees are actually, all the vegetation is actually asset tagged. Okay. And you need to know where they are. So you can't just say, oh, there's a... Down to the last shrub? I was was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, the trees are assets. The pavement is asset. The roads are assets. So when there's a pothole that needs to be repaired, City Works, which is a massive asset management system in public works we utilize. And then there's the C-Click Fix or Can't Works front end that allows residents to say, fix this. That goes into City Works, starts a, a work order, right? And then they fix it, and it comes back and says done. So that's all GIS happening uh, right there for you. 
I am like so mind, much. I'm like mind blown right now. I'm like, <laughs> wow, all of the back end stuff that you never hear about or people don't know about. Right. That's so cool. So then um how long does it take for somebody like what if I am a kid out of college and want to get involved and think, oh man, this is like right up my alley. I love, I love this idea. How does one get involved? Yeah, so that is very well taken care of with uh uh I think University of Washington has a few. Um, the Tacoma campus, actually, uh, there's an entire program. You can also get GIS certified. Mm -hmm. So you can have a degree in, um, you know, planning out geographically uh, uh, for different uses. I, I didn't go through that. I'm a, more of a computer science. So there is this crossover happening even today between computer science and programming and GIS. Because old-timey, old let's go back in time, <laughs> old-timey GIS was a bunch of planes flying over taking photos sure. and laying that out on a on a on a like a wall right um the aerial imagery mm -hmm. and there was a lot of gis done on paper mm -hmm. and now we're really doing technology uh advancements in gis gis is used for a lot of things that we weren't doing in the past now uh, we can use it for performance measures we can use it for data collection we could use it um we, we're, we're actually doing these things in the city uh, so we can we can actually do 3D modeling now. Uh, yeah. There's VR and AR, so virtual reality and augmented reality, that's being added to uh, these solutions. So think about it this way: uh, the CityWorks system right now that Public Works uses has all of the pipes underneath the ground laid out, so water, sewer, all of that. You can actually do augmented reality with a VR headset and go to the place where there's a leak and look down and you can see that pipeline. Wow. Right? <laughs> where things ought to be based on how it's stored in the GIS data set. That's really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got like a sneak peek um, <laughs> on a Teams meeting uh, for some of the 3D modeling of, I believe, someone in GIS put together like a uh, city hall mm -hmm. and replica, um, which included um, basically like the opportunity to to put that 3D model into a kiosk at the entrances of potentially like city hall or the Centennial Center. And then um, it like tells, it would tell residents when they come into those buildings, like the best way to get to the room they're looking for with the entire inside of city hall, like mapped out and like detailed. And yeah. I was like, wow. Yep, exactly. And you can make that on your phone app as an augmented reality. So you could walk around with it as a navigation tool on your phone. It would overlay where things are like, go here, go here, like route you through the city. That's super uh, cool. For new hires, that's a, another tool that'd be useful for onboarding new hires and telling where people should go. Wow. And also for meeting rooms, mm -hmm. you could also schedule meeting rooms through that too. So let's dive in a little bit to um, AI. Because mm. that's such a hot button issue. A lot of people are talking about it. How is the city utilizing AI? And where does the city go in the future with it? <laughs> that is a big topic. Uh, so AI is not new. Right. Right? We have to understand that it's been around for a very long time. Um, I even worked with it in, in my undergraduate back in early 1995 or something. Oh. But yeah. So back then it wasn't where it, you know, it is today. Uh, but if you're playing a video game and you have some, uh, you're playing against a computer, that's a version of AI. Um, if you're using uh, Siri or Alexa, that's a version of AI. So these AIs were all about 
hey, kind of give me back uh, an answer, like a search in an optimal way. You know, I can talk to Siri and, you know, and it can go search for me. Um, or following rules, uh, you know, a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And the whole point was, you know, like to win a game, what do I have to do in response right. to what my competitor is doing? So those kind of AI, um, those aren't necessarily a, a, a major change or technology impact. What, what you're seeing today is called generative AI, right? So chat GPT. What's the mm-hmm. difference? Well, these things like to create things, uh, generate things. And so um, it's very powerful. It's a, you know, definitely a testament to human ingenuity. But at the end of the day, uh, we're getting, I think we got ahead of it. Uh, we created it and now we're going, okay, what's the ramifications of that? And a lot of it is the copyright laws and, uh, and, and situations there. So the city isn't really using it uh, in, a, in a way, um, I think, maybe the private sector or individuals would use it. Um, it's grid for idea generation. But what do you do with that after that is up to you. Mm-hmm. If we were creating things to sell uh, or publish or what that, we, we would definitely be a little more careful. Um, what we're doing now in IT is more working with the vendors. So I think they are putting in some AI into their solutions. Mm-hmm. And so we just try to see what what is uh, you know what is Workday bringing to the table? Right. What is Laserfish doing? And and most of it should be to help optimize the work we do um, as an assistant to us, not not do the work for us. Um, but when it gets into public records and all that, uh, it gets a little murky for for public sector sure. use of AI. So uh, the Washington State uh, WaTech has actually released a, a pretty good framework. Um, to get cities to start thinking about it and uh, the ethical use of AI, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, There are definitely things you don't want to use AI for. There are definitely things you should not do. uh, But (laughs) when it comes to the, those are easier to say, I think, say, don't do this. But what can you do with it is still murky at Mm. best. And I think every, every city has to decide for themselves what their use cases are. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of different AI, like you were talking about. I mean, we've, we have chatbots. For example, mm-hmm. on our social media mm-hmm. with, you know, standard, you know, if a, if a resident or a user uh, requests or, you know, has a certain selection, then they'll be presented with other options. I don't know. Is that considered AI? That is. That is. Okay. And again, sometimes the, the, the safe AI is the one that searches and gets you back answers like a chatbot. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the ones that create uh, content by learning, it's a little, mm-hmm. a little closer <laughs> to you. A little yeah. bit of a problem. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, if, if something came back and said, I searched the web for you and here's the results, it's not saying that results are always real or, or accurate. It's just what it found. Mm-hmm. But definitely when it's going out and creating things by blending A and B together and making C, uh, we don't even know how it does that sometimes. So it's yeah. so you don't think we should uh, we should start passing ordinances through Chat GPT? Just ask uh, Chat GPT. What's a good uh, you know? How are we going to solve this issue? It's. A, I just, mean, you could always ask. I guess we could, huh? It, it's, some. it's sometimes good to see what it comes back with. That's but again, from an R and D standpoint, <laughs> sure, right? yeah. research. It's just for research. So but, you get some interesting answers. I'm sure some different out of the box solutions. See, and the thing right. is, is you have to finesse that a little bit too. I mean, obviously, it's coming from a place where it doesn't know the tone or it doesn't really have anything, any sort of perspective too. So you really have to finesse that. Uh, I know I went to a conference not too long ago where the the conversation was 
surrounded by AI and how one city had taken it to open a dog park and had AI generated um, a dog like as a character for the dog park opening. And it, it was actually very, very interesting to see how they started from barely anything to this grand opening of a dog park. That's right. Yeah. Using it as a tool and keeping it that way so that you do finesse it, take the results and it's just giving you some ingredients so that you can be the human right. um, at the table, I think is the best way to do that. And um, we're seeing a lot of policy starting up in the federal level. Um, it's kind of ironic where, um, you know, ChatGPT creator um, Sam Altman actually went before Congress says, oh, I think we need some regulation. Um, uh, it's like, you know, it's like, Mary, have you, I, I've read this before, like Mary Shelley wrote something, like <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's uh, the trick of innovation is that you're always kind of, you know, I'm, I'm the technology innovation manager at the city. So we're always trying to find the, how to innovate technology or process and people, tech and data. Those are the four ingredients. And how to how to kind of do this, whether we're doing it through lean or you know the other, we team up with other processes to make these things uh, the change change happen, right? Point being change. But then you know the the drive for innovation kind of needs to be weighed against the ethical, uh, the philosophical, if you will, of sure. ought we do it? Uh, we're gonna get off topic for a second. Uh, I little birdie has told me that you're a uh, an author. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, so tell us about uh, your book writing. Oh, okay. Um, always wanted to be a writer growing up. Um, uh, sometimes you you want to do some things that, you know, your parents are like, you're never going to make money. So, you know, oh. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of put that aside um, and then you come back to it later. And I think philosophy is another thing. Like I actually went back to school to do some philosophy recently. And one of my instructors there said, uh, you know, you 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 don't you don't do philosophy to make money. You you make enough money so you can do philosophy later, mm -hmm. um, and it's more rewarding for you after you've kind of gone around and seen things. Mm -hmm. um, you get to to understand it better, and that's why PhDs, philosophical doctorates, are done later after mm -hmm. you've gone through all the work. Um, so with writing, I got kind of into it. Um, been writing a lot in the as a as a young teen and all that, but. My books are a little more cerebral. And so my topics are quantum and AI combination. Mm. So we didn't talk about quantum computing. That's probably a topic for another day. But that's also out there. And quantum computing is in the works. So it's not out there yet for us. Um, that's really crazy what it'll do for the uh, computer industry, period. It'll be the first time we'll have a brand new computer architecture. Nothing we have will actually work on it. Um, Putting AI on that, what does that do? Mm -hmm. So oh, imagine Chat GPT on a quantum architecture. So um, that's where I actually have a series out on Amazon, um, uh, a series of ebooks about that. Very nice. Their topic. It sounds like some big brain stuff. I was going to say, yeah, that's <laughs> big, brain, big stuff. brain stuff for sure. Did you ever write children's books? I have one book I wrote out kind of to, op, you know, op, I get. I guess when I was writing the quantum stuff, which took many years of research, I was like, sure. let's just write a kid's book. Come on, this would be easier. I got stuck with, I need an, I need an artist. And so kids' books need art. Sure. Lots of art. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I have it written out, but no art. I can't draw the same thing consistently over and over. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, it's funny because all of my covers I did, um, it's, you know, working with multimedia here, I used to 
doom and word ms word uh, yeah oh, come geez. on you, you nice. should you should say you they looked horrible they did but you know what that's a you skill should, though you're right you should you should go wow how was he able to do yeah, that it I'm, I'm impressed actually <laughs> right um but then you know i i found the magic of layers and so it got a little better but yeah, I, I think with uh, the kids' book, you'd need to. Uh, you'll see a lot of artists write those books, mm-hmm. um, and then, then there are some that will pair up with an art uh, artist to do that. So I I do have one written, mm-hmm. but never really got it out there because of the art. Well, now we're in. Was it the presence of greatness? We have an author oh, here. No, no, no. Author no. here. <laughs> Maybe you could. Uh, could you approach one of those generative art? AI or would people get angry about that? And they have like I don't know. Oh yeah, one called I, Dolly or something. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I I went to school for AI. I understand AI. I see the value. I will never use it myself for these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because I don't. Yeah, to me, it's I don't need it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there are definitely fields that where you can use it and and it will help you. Uh, for me, I'd I'd just like to find an artist who wants to work with me, maybe, and get that done. But that personal touch, yeah, real human. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe we not find like one a, for you. Not That'd like a be, hand yeah. with seven fingers on it. That would. <laughs> I think AIR. I think the book was about a little dog. <laughs> right? So maybe working oh, with. Oh yeah, yeah, we could definitely yeah. get down that road. Yeah. Well, so and thank you again for breaking down uh, what GIS is and a little bit into the AI world. Uh, we would love to have you back to kind of get a little deeper into it. But for right now, uh, thank you again. And if anybody wants to check out your stuff, they can find you on Amazon. No. Yes, that's true. Thank you for your time as well and having me on. Appreciate it. Well, he was a ball of energy. I feel like I learned so much. This guy knows it all, but it is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, so keep that in mind. In the meantime, cyber secure and cyber aware, please. Always. So when you get those emails from your boss that says, please open this immediately, I need (laughs) you to look at this bill receipt. Make sure you check the email. Exactly. And make sure that they spell their boss's name correctly Mm -hmm. because... We all know how that turns out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fishing. Yep. There's That's... a lot of a lot of fishermen here in the IT department at the city of Kent. <laughs> They're really fishing my mailbox <sighs> lately. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. It's time for Did You Know? <laughs> it's our favorite episode or our favorite uh, segment of the uh, of the pod. This week, we got a uh, bit of a short one, but an interesting one nonetheless. Uh, So we've talked a little bit about uh, some odd Kent history here. This isn't particularly odd, but it is historical. Okay. Uh, Kent was the first town in Washington to provide transportation to schools. That's Mm -hmm. it. Now you know. Goodbye. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like horse and buggy? Are we talking about horses? I mean, how did... What? Um, Potentially all of the above. Oh. You see, I found this fact from a photo that actually shows a long school bus wagon from about 1905. Oh, wow. Driven by an individual named Michael O'Brien. Oh. Quite the prolific long school bus wagon driver, I've read. Really? Yes. I mean, that takes talent. Yeah. Uh, there's also some really cool photos showing several school bus wagons in front of uh, Berlin Bros, which was this old building uh, store okay. in uh, downtown Kent from about 1915. So, you know, I mean, we've mentioned before that Kent is the second oldest incorporated city in the state of Washington, right. which is, you know, 
We are Kent. Definitely, right? yes. So uh, not yeah. not only were we the second incorporated, but we were the first for public transit. I love that. Sounds and we love that. Yeah, yeah. seems to be on par. It's good stuff. And that's that's all she wrote. Now now you know. I'm trying to imagine what that bus looks like. I got to see that photo. You know what's kind of interesting though, with that time frame, 1905. So Kent was actually incorporated in 1890. That's when it was, you know, went from Titusville to Kent. And then um, in the 1905, 1910 areas, when they had that first boom in the big population growth, it grew almost 153% within that oh, 10 wow. year span. So at 1905, that's right in the middle of that first big growth that they had. It's actually kind of funny because they didn't go. Um, the city didn't grow that big. So when they were when the city was incorporated in nineteen or in eighteen ninety, the first census uh, was at eight uh, hundred and fifty three people, mm. and then the next next one ten years after that, it actually had an eleven percent decrease. It went down to seven hundred and fifty five people in the city. What? Yeah. Wait. We need to look and see what was what there, caused was that there decrease? tuberculosis? <laughs> was there scurvy? What was that no, that took them down? Know, but there was a decrease, right? Right. But within that time frame where this uh the school bus wagon was happening was during that first big boom. Like I said, 153. So it went from um uh 755 in 1900 to 1910. It jumped up to uh, 1908 people. A lot of people had babies about then. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Having a lot of veggies. Yeah. Totally. Eating their greens. Yep, so good absolutely. Thing he was a good thing he had that bus running around. There was a lot of kids at that time <laughs> for about real. 10 years. Definitely. <laughs> Well, I guess we could close out a Did You Know? Wow, you guys are full of all kinds of yeah. information today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, bye. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go. Okay. Okay, bye. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye. Bye.